tuned in to Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America, hosted by Tramel Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready. Ready, ready. Progressive Action is now live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of Progressive Action Radio. What's going on, Cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on? You know, rough week, rough week. You know, we lost, we lost the conductor, um, Jacqueline Dix, in a very horrible crime. And you know, our prayers will be with the family. Um, right now, we doing a GoFundMe, which our, our original goal was five thousand dollars. But we surpassed that, and we almost had ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know. You know. So we got, we got, we got a few more, few more days left. Whatever come first, a few more days, or the ten thousand dollars. When we get the ten thousand, we go close it out. We going to give it to the family. We going to make sure that they're they're good. We did our part. You know, ten thousand dollars. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it helps out, but you know, it, 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 you know, it just, it just helps out. You know, it don't, it don't take away anything. It just helps out. Yeah. It, it, it does help out. It's, it's basically, uh, you know, how's everybody doing this evening? Welcome back. And, uh, basically it, it helps out because, you know, my, I have a sore spot for the, you know, for the kids because, you know, I can't even imagine, you know, not, you know, being on the surf and not having your mother. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, that's one thing for a dad not to be around. It's, you know, I guess we ain't crap to, to people. But basically, uh, you know, f- for those offspring not to have their mother, and and for her not to, and for those grandkids not to see their grandmother, you know, that's um, that's crazy. You know. Yeah, you know, and I knew her personally. She was a um, you know, beautiful soul, beautiful individual, positive, happy to be a transit worker did her job, didn't complain, you know, and that's that's rare from a, you know, probationary employee who's getting bounced around everywhere. You know, we always complain, oh, we here one day, never heard her complain, always seen her with a smile, you know, and that's how I'm going to remember her, you know, and it's horrible for what happened to her. But, you know, I, like I said, our prayers is with the family, the friends, the affected coworkers, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing to go through. Yeah, when I first heard the story break, I said, wow, as soon as I heard the address, 1010 Elton Street, I knew from, I already knew right away that it was down there by Flatlands Avenue, not far from uh, Gateway Ball down there, you know? Yeah. From those parts, and then, you know, from my days as a letter carrier, I still, you know, I still remember all that stuff, so I'm like, wow. And, you know, and it's that neighborhood is is quiet and desolate at nighttime, you know, even, you know, but during the day, it's a little bit more lively now, again, because they built it up so much around there, you know, but at nighttime, it's just quiet, desolate, and uh, and down the block is the industrial part of East New York over there, you know. So, definitely, um, like, like you know, wow, you know, there were no witnesses, you know. Yeah, we ain't gonna get into that though. No, 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 no we're not gonna get into yeah. all that. Of course, no, we're not CSI here. We're progressive yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, we know? just we just wish for the best, and you know, hopefully, you know, the right thing is done. But what's next? What's next on the um, agenda? Well, definitely, you know, um, the. the uh, another important thing is uh 
everybody got their retro checks. You know, I mean, it's important. I don't know how important it is to some people. <laughs> my that's retro, a, that's my, a check? It was, yeah. I mean, it was a check, yeah. I mean, it, it, what kind of, it was a check? It was a check, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's money, you know. I thought it was just a box. It ain't had a check inside of it. Oh, no, it didn't have a check inside of it, oh, but okay. it was just a box with a, with a dollar amount. Okay. So, so my dollar amount, I grossed, which I was surprised, $300, and I ended up coming home with $150 or something. So oh, like I, I did about $17 better than you. Don't, don't feel bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't feel, yeah, so basically this weekend I'll be able to go with the kids, with the family to Olive Garden or, or Red Lobster and or something. You know, and it'll, it'll be, be gone. And it'll be gone, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, of course, buying a couple of groceries or whatever, that's it. You know? Yeah. Man, I wish I had a credit card where I can make a mistake and put the wrong groceries on the wrong credit card. Oh yeah, during this time. Right, right. Shout out to Pathmark Johnny. Exactly. Shout out <laughs> to Pathmark Johnny, who now, <laughs> who now is the number one man in the country. Can you believe that? This man is the number. With this man, I said, the, yeah. When I saw that, when the news broke, I was surprised. Some people weren't surprised, but I was surprised. I said, wow, Lombardo stepped down. You know, because positions like that, you expect people to go to grow old and gray in there, you know? Well, he got a severance package probably. Oh, yeah, you know that, of course. Of course. But, yeah, man, that uh, he's the number one man in the country now, man, you know? That don't mean nothing. No, it doesn't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing. Because basically, of course, what he did to the – if people know his history, what he did to Local 100 and these contracts, then it definitely don't, it definitely don't mean nothing to me, you know? Yeah. But and, and then, you know, another thing – that's going on across the country is uh, the House of Representatives just passed a bill allowing employers to um, allowing employees allowing employers to allow employees to use comp time instead of paying them time and a half. And then they also passed a bill to repeal Obamacare. So the House has been very busy. The House of Representatives. That first one, where you get that information from? Because I didn't see no real resource, no real source of information for that. Oh well, I posted it. Don't I posted it in the group a few, a couple of no, times. No, not where you posted it. Where you get the, where you get it from? What source was that? Oh, well, I forgot the source, man. I think because uh, it I, seemed like an independent source. Like you will see something like that in CNN. And matter then, of fact, matter of fact, CNN. CNN. Had CNN. It? Yeah, CNN. Because I remember reading, I read the article, and um, what's her name? Oh boy, I forgot that. Rep- I forgot that representative's name. Well-known one, but she basically opposed it. You know. Um, Warren is on there. I, I forgot. Uh, I forgot her name. I think her name is Warren. I forgot the, the, the senator, that uh, congresswoman's name. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, right. I forgot her first name. Elizabeth Warren. You know, she basically opposed it. You know, there's some things in there that she basically doesn't like. And, but basically, the House passed it. So these things have to get past the Senate. You know, so it's nothing guaranteed. And then also, you know, something like that, transit basically already for their managers. They definitely already practice that because um, superintendents and whatnot, when they do, you know, like when they do a little time over their eight hours, they get comp time, you know. Yeah. They get comp time. So basically they're able to take, you know, like whatever time that comp time builds up and then they're able to use it to take time off. Yeah. You know, so basically they practice that already. And then we have our OTO. With the cap on it. Yeah, with the cap on it, yeah. Yeah. And non-occurrences yeah. and schedules for different departments, <clears throat> you know? I'm going to tell you all something that um, Kia touched on today. I'm not going to touch on everything that we talked about, but he was telling me, I asked him about workers' comp PPO. Yeah, you're going to explain that picture y'all took. Cause my eyes popped out <laughs> my head when I saw that one. 
workers comp PPO. Um, he said that is 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 not being impl- it's not implemented yet, and the union is going to pick and choose the people who's on the board or whatever. And if it, it, if the union don't agree, it's blown up. It's not going through. But see, it was wasn't it signed into law by Governor Cuomo anyway? So it doesn't not, not workers comp PPO. Okay, I don't know. I thought I, I thought it was I thought. Some, it was something separate that he did. Another some other type of comp, but it wasn't it wasn't by law. It wasn't by law. Got hold on. We introduced the guests yeah, so they could so they could so they could get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to get working? everybody in the conversation. Not working. All, all right, everybody, back to progressive action. For the millionth time, we got Mr. Joe Campbell in the building. What's up, everybody? How's it going? But it's always a pleasure. Pleasure's always mine. And we got back to progressive action for the second time. We got Mr. Robert Whitaker. He's actually back for the um, back for the first time. Back for the first time. Yeah, because the first show didn't air. The first time show didn't air, right? And then real quick. We were supposed to, real quick, everybody, we were supposed to have had Harry Wills in the building, but Mr. Harry Wills couldn't make it this evening. It's his birthday. And then it's also happy his birth- birthday. Happy so birthday, Harry. Yeah, yeah, happy we wanna, birthday, Harry. Yeah, we want everybody to wish Harry a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Harry. And then also with Harry, you know, you know, t- this month marks a year. A year ago, he did it for, for the first time he came to Progressive Action. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Shout out to Harry, Harry Wills. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to Harry Wills. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday, old man. <laughs> so... Let's get into this now. Let's get everybody in this conversation. What, what's, what's the workers' comp thing, Joe? Yeah. All right. Um, we, we knew that, you know, the, the union had to agree to the workers' comp PPO. If they don't agree to it, they can't implement it. But it is by law. The law is there. Um, and if the union agrees to it. Now, this, this is the way I always saw it because, the, you know, originally the union was saying, well, you know, if we don't want it, it can't be implemented. And then... You know, I'm like, well, what's it doing in the contract? Why is there language in the contract if the union is not looking to agree upon it? Now, I was thinking about, you know, how management was putting out about um, employee availability and a lot of things that we got in the contract were based on employee availability. And this looked like something they were getting ready to pull out of their back pocket if employee availability wasn't going to work. Now, the compensation PPO is basically this. Um, how we have it right now, you can go to any doctor you want. As long as that doctor is a compensation doctor you heard on the job and he's certified by the state, you can go. Under the new language, if the union and management come together, management picks the PPO doctors, the network, and, ma- and, and members can only go into that network. Now, why that's dangerous is, is because management will be able to pull the strings on, on the doctors in that network to try to get members back to work as soon as possible. And it hap- it's already happens out there. That's, that's the dangerous part of it. This is, this is the culture of anybody that is already subjected to these PPO networks is that the doctors send them back to work too soon to, uh, to satisfy management. Otherwise, management, who's paying the bill, can turn around and complain about doctors that are holding out members too long, and then the networks... Uh, could actually pull that doctor from, from out of the network and they would lose money. So basically they're being threatened, so to speak, um, to, get, to get our members back to work as soon as possible, whether they're healthy or not. I think also as part of that conversation here is our members don't want to be out longer than anywhere they have to, but the whole law department itself getting approvals for anything is half the problem. So they're forcing us back to members back to work 
without even going through the approval process for anything that they need, physical therapy and all. I mean, that law department up there is just an absolute disaster. They're supposed to do it within 30 days for approvals. That's probably, what, 60 days, 90 days? Yeah. A lot, lot longer than that. So I don't agree with the PPR, and yes, it is law, but um, you're going to do one, you're going to do everything. You've got to do both parts of it. You're going to, you know what, PPO, then okay, you know what, then you need to upgrade your law department to make sure that our members are ready to go back and not dragging your feet on approvals for MRIs, uh, physical therapy, and drag their feet on everywhere else. The way I see it is you're looking at two IMEs. You're looking at you're going to an IME to get healthy, then when you're done, you're coming to another IME. I think that we're going to be subjected to two different doctors who are not going to be subjective and not going to, they're going to worry less about the member's health and more about where their money's coming from. Right, and, and what, you, what you just said, it, it is law, right, the PPO, right? It is law, but the union, the collective bargaining units have to agree to it. Now, like, let's say a superintendent falls down the stairs. He doesn't have a collective bargaining agreement. So if, the, um, if management is already in, like, in a network for management, then he's already subjected to it. But the collective bargaining agreement has to agree with it. That's the thing. Is it, oh, that's the kicker. They, yeah, oh. but if they the, – one thing with those laws, just like with the um, DCAS, what I learned, is that your collective bargaining agreement will overrule a law certain aspects if you got a collective bargaining agreement in place mm -hmm. the law whatever's the law whatever kind of other policy the collective bargaining agreement overrides that it's crazy yeah yeah and and you know i mean like i said this is this looks like something they're going to pull out of their back pocket because they, you know the union and management all of a sudden are worried about uh, employee availability together because the union needs to get certain aspects of the contract that they promised us when, when, when they wanted us to ratify it, uh, but it, it can't be fully implemented until management is satisfied with, uh, with our availability. Now, I think this is something that's gonna come out of the back pocket when availability is not there, because I can't, I can't see how all of a sudden a collective bunch of people are gonna start coming to work, even coming to work sick, simply because the union signed some kind of agreement with management. So I have a feeling this PPO thing is going to come out of the back pocket and they're going to try to start forcing members back to work when they're not healthy. Yeah, that was the plan with the workers' comp PPO anyway. To that bring is members back. Yeah, yeah, to bring that is people plan. back, you know. Yeah, yeah, to force people back. Yeah. Wow. Mm -mm. And or if you don't come back, you're going to be reclassified. Reclassified. Oh yeah, no. I mean, this is this is terrible. If this thing is implemented in a membership, this is awful. This is one of the things we were talking about. I mean, one of the things we stood up at the division meeting and said, you know what? I, we should vote down this contract based on this. This language does not belong in our contract. If the union is turning around and they're saying, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna approve it anyway. So what's the hell is the language doing in the contract? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, the, it's in there just in case if the MTA want to tighten up. Look, it's in there. We ain't got to do much. Y'all already agreed to it. Right. So, right. You know, that's just like a couple of other things that's in the contract. You know, that's just like I was talking with a couple of guys on the um, in, at the job. And, you know, they their thing is, they which I think also, that four-day work week in bus is not going to work. That's not going to work. So uh, there, there are some people who have that opinion that because it's going to be, again, because it's going to be a matter of, they're not prepared to bring in these part-timers, and they, and they can't to TA surface. 
You, so basically, you give a four day work week. Who's gonna fill the work? They're not gonna pay you time and a half, three fucking days to do an RDO. Management's not doing that because again, if you know if you know the history with MTA and transit and how and how they do their workers, no, they're not gonna give you an extra chance to do get time and a half. Buses about to get destroyed. The whole union about to get destroyed. If Samuelson appoints anybody, first of all, whatever move he make appointing the president is going to destroy everything. You can't appoint JP without Richie Davis getting mad. Vice versa. If you don't go with either one of them and you go with somebody from MOW, they go go against you on buses. There's not go they not going to understand that. They bring you to vote and you go you go go against them. Even if he go with buses, would you go make part-time presidents? JP, you president for the first week, key president for the second week. <laughs> Whoever gets appointed to that spot, everybody else just got to just take it up the ass. Bottom line. I'm looking at that whole pool, and that talent pool is shallow. I agree. I mean, it is a shallow puddle. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes, very. I agree. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this, Joe. Could he appoint anybody? Like, do it have to be a a vice president? Well, actually, the bylaws said it has to be a vice president. Yeah. Okay. But that, that hasn't necessarily been the case in the past. I think that as long as the executive board approves somebody from the top 11 or like top 10, whatever's left, um, then that's, that's good enough. So it could be Earl Phillips. could be anybody. <laughs> I mean, again, like we all laugh, right? Like, like who, you know, who's there? Right. Right? It, it, he might give it to Latanya. He may give it to Nelson. <laughs> he, he's not gonna move oh, Nelson. He ain't gonna move Nelson Joe, twice. You laugh, right? Hey, you listen. That's he, funny. Here's the thing: you, the Latanya, you're gonna have the same problem in fighting in buses. It's only gonna get worse now with this MTA bus unified contract yeah. contractual language. Yeah, that's gonna be a disaster in the making. Listen, they're all a bunch of babies, right, Robert? I mean, think about it. They're all a bunch of babies. Anybody gets appointed. The rest of them are going to throw tantrums. You put Latanya, these guys ain't going to like it. You put Nelson, these guys aren't going to like it. You put Earl, these guys aren't going to like it. And they're all going to fight each other, and they're all going to act like a bunch of bitches. And they're going to forget that they represent 40,000 members that are looking for leadership, and they're all fucking looking about who's going to be making the next big paycheck. And it's that, that's, that's what makes me sick. Well, a lot That's of, what we're looking at. Well, that, yeah. that's what we want. <laughs> I, I want that. I want them to destroy. <laughs> I want to see them self-destruct. <laughs> but they not gonna make Samuelson money. Samuelson was making. He was getting paid by the international. So would somebody like Earl or Latanya go take that salary for extra ten thousand? Because how much they get paid a president? One well, fifty, one sixty, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like they can that, set they, yeah. they can set their own salary though, right, Joe? No, I mean they're gonna they're gonna try to make you know whatever. But whatever, you gotta understand, whatever he left there, it's gonna get destroyed because now even if they they a salary is set, the e board you feel will have to approve it. E board's gonna have to approve. They gonna it. be destroyed. They gonna be, oh, okay. they gonna be destroyed. Nah, they don't deserve that. Vote no. Vote no. <laughs> e board, vote no. Vote no, they'll vote no that time, right? <laughs> But they not gonna be able to get it together. There's too many egos over there. No, oh yeah, massive egos and very little accomplishments. Isn't that something? Yeah. <laughs> so now, what about? Let me ask you something. Do you think you'll hand it to uh, his MOW comrade Tony Utano? Tony don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't that's want, the one guy I, actually that you can count on to like say, nah, I don't want it. But I, that's the guy he wants to give it to the most. But I heard that he's going for somebody up under, somebody in uh, MOW, but not Utano. The guy, the guy who's gonna get it is the guy that's gonna run. 
That, and that, that's also what makes it. He's not an interim person. He's the guy they're going to run next time. He has to be the ultimate puppet. Yeah, he has to. Yeah, well, he, yeah, and he has to be the ultimate person that will pull the votes that the, that the, that that they feel that the membership will want to vote for. I mean, so yeah. you got you know, so, so basically, you got to think about all the pe- all the prospects. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you look at the if you look at the history, Sonny Hall put Willie there. Willie won the second, the first time, didn't win the second time. It, it, what happens is this. When, when something like this goes down, it, it still weakens the slate. You're going to see people still fall off. You're going to see people starting to join people. I mean, not for nothing, but nobody looked to the guy who got the second amount of votes for president, right? I mean, you know, wouldn't that be somebody that you might want to consider or <laughs> even, could, you know, talk to? But for the most part, um, they're just going to go after vice presidents, and they're going to try to see who's the most palatable. Now, let me ask you this. If Samuelson was really about um, you know, letting bygones be bygones and burying the hatchet, and he say he wanna he wanna appoint you. Would you take it as president? Yeah, I take it. All right, <laughs> just checking. But, but but understand this: I am nobody's puppet, and that and and any presidency that I walk into, that presidency would not be a puppet presidency. Hell no, never. Otherwise, I would not walk into it. And certainly, when I was offered the administrative vice president job, I did not take it, and I told them all, you know, where they can go with that, mm-hmm. because I was not going to join the Samuelson uh, uh, puppetry. There was just no way I was going to do that. Mm. Yeah, he. Um, that'll be good if he want to. If he, if that's what he want to do. He should. You ran against him twice, so nobody else stepped up. You know what I'm saying? Or, or and they'll all be tight. But but they, but, but <laughs> they'll the, all be tight. Then it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Exactly. No. You know, you know, not not for nothing, but guys. I mean, you, you know, you, you say, okay, would you take the presidency? You know, and I joke about it, but remember that the executive board is his executive board. It's kind of like walking in there, you know, and just sticking your head in the guillotine. There's just no way you could get anything done. There's just it's, it, it would just be a joke. But Joe, wouldn't that also be also on the international level? Where what? How many international reps do we have coming from local 100? So he's, you know what. <laughs> that be that would be a tough job on John Samuelson in the international. No hell no, man. All, all those guys have their hands out. See, see this. Uh, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get to the convention. I think maybe we should wait for my commentary on the convention to answer your question, Robert. But just just to just 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 to like set the stage for that, Samuelson um, already had this whole thing set up. When you when you set up a coup, you already know who your players are, and that's exactly what that was. That was a coup. But we'll get to that. Yeah, so what if Sam Houston say, I will make you the president, but you can't touch my communication department? No, 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 no. <laughs> See, you know when I say, like, I take it and all that, that's only because I'm thinking that I'm going to do something, but they all got to go. The whole place has to be erased. Exterminated. It's, 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 it's an infestation. <laughs> There's just nothing you can do with it. You can't negotiate with cockroaches. You can't say, well, <laughs> hey, listen, man, you know, when the lights are on, you know, the place is mine. When the light's out, it's all yours. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's the, the whole place needs to, needs to be exterminated. Their whole way of thinking is not union. It's, it's self-centered it's, and it's selfish. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't serve the membership at all. Yeah, so Dick Bedell, Steve Downs, everybody would have to go, huh? Everybody. Let me tell you something. Unemployment would spike. <laughs> all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve Downs, it wouldn't be unemployment. He just... He'd, he'd just go home and just chill. No, he would, he would be a casualty number in the employment figures. 
Um, he got to go. They all got to go. Jim Gannon got to go. I mean, they put out a flyer on me. You could tell that came from local 100 communication department. The minute <laughs> Samuelson was named, you know, king of the international, um, instead of putting out a statement, you know, in, 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 in support of, uh, of our fallen sister and, and, and sympathies to their family, he put out a flyer on me. I mean, you know, they, that's all they're about. That, that, and, and they're not going to ever, 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 ever change. And Samuelson has yet to say anything about the death. And he still has yet to say anything. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. He's still hung over. Yeah, he, he, some, he's on. He, he better say he on crack because there's no way that everything that I'm saying about him being racist or whatever, when that dude Mike Congelario died, they put a fucking 20 essay thing on him. <laughs> 20 essay <laughs> a, a 20 paragraph 20 essay paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying I think there's a statue of him next to and Mike Quill in the hallway maybe maybe but mm-hmm. nothing was said about her yeah. no this is serious this ain't no joke you know what I'm saying but th- that's how he doing business yeah no nah, it ain't no joke but and but you know what sometimes we laugh but you know we, we're making a point here um, you know, the members come first or does politics come first? Politics. Politics, politics first. and yeah. then attacking you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the money. Right, right, right. Well, I, I missed the flyers, actually, about me, so I was really kind of happy to see it, actually. It made me feel alive. <laughs> but you know, all I need now is that black Malibu outside my house when I come outside in the morning, and I feel right back in it again. Why, who that? Oh, no, you don't know about that? No. Nah. The black car outside my house every time I come out in the morning? One time I chased that damn thing down with some coffee, but they took off. And I was like, damn, you rude. I, mean, I just wanted to give him some coffee. Who do you think it was? It's a Malibu, and it's not an Impala. Who do right? you think it was, though? It's Local 100. <laughs> I wish they would come to my they block They used to that. come outside to see what time I would come out of my house during really? election time. I, listen, I, they weren't trying to hurt me. They were just trying to spy. I knew it. I actually felt comfortable about what it. What they think you're talking to Russia? No, no. They want to know. <laughs> they they want to know if I'm if I'm at working hours and and if I'm leaving and and, and maybe they have an idea where I'm going. Well, right. You're going to work. I mean, what well, the- but I might be going to work. I might be going to campaign somewhere. Okay, so if you go on the campaign somewhere, what they gonna do? Stop you? Well, listen. I mean, leaving my house is the only time that they know actually where I am. So at that point, you know where I am. So now. Word would get out somewhere where I'm going. And then, like, anywhere where I would go with Shopgate, whatever I get set up or not get set up, depending on whether, whether or not they knew I was coming or not. So what, they would have members' dues money paying for this Impala? Yo, <laughs> paying for the gas and Tr- everything? Tramel, check, check for black cars when you leave the house. They ain't right? going to be on my block. <laughs> not, right. not, not my block. That ain't going to happen on my block. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Any Shit. black car sitting idle and nobody don't know, they going to get checked. My block too hot. That's the that's the beautiful thing about being on a, a hot block with shootouts and that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most beautiful thing. But I, I'm not worried about that. And then they can follow me. They they got to swipe their pass. That's I'm okay. On a tra- I'm on a train. That's okay. I mean, like I said, I, I wasn't uncomfortable with it. I wasn't going to call no police or anything like that. I thought was actually thought it was funny. Unbelievable! Wow. And, and there was a guy across the street who also had a bodyguard. I don't know what the hell that story was all about. I don't know if it was witness protection or what. But he used to tell me about the black car. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He'd be like, that black car was... A, was a, the, the guy watching that house was telling me about the car watching my house. So I, so I wonder how much they was paying... <laughs> I wonder how much they was paying the guy who's on release to, to drive the car and watch you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he's getting paid more than me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is where the members' dues money is going, you know? I mean, what's his driver name? 
expect we want to get paid like one hundred and twenty some thousand dollars. Oh, what well, was Shannon? Not Shannon no. Poland. No, who was the, I forgot who the driver was. But basically, yeah, you know, after they leave your block, they can go around the corner to Nick Bedell's house, right? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> after after the um the uh, press conference the other day, we was thinking about taking the drive to Samuelson House. Right, because it wasn't far from yeah, there. It wasn't far. It wasn't far from there at all. Yeah. Wow. So Samuelson, if you got cars sitting out of people's houses, we gonna have our bus sit outside your house <laughs> all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't it. know. Right. Nick Bedell might have a bicycle outside your house. Exactly. <laughs> just watch. No, you know, no, no. Let me tell you something. Hey, Nick, Nick Bedell live around the corner from me. I know you told me that. <laughs> hey, yo, you Robert, might have a bicycle spot. You know, Robert, next a black time, bicycle. We'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a bus sitting outside of Samuelson's house like a swing bus. You know, and we'll have everybody sitting on there chilling, eating food. We'll maybe we'll, maybe we'll there. rent one of those double te- double decker tour bus so everybody can come. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring a grill on there, cook out. Yeah, yeah of course. You know? yeah. Let me ask you, Robert. I don't know if I asked you this the last show, but it don't matter because the last show was trash. I don't know what happened to our audio. But um, how you feel about them trying to undo bus consolidation? It's the dynamite setting to the system. But then again, if you look at the contractual language, well, okay, well, that's how the MTA is going to get MTA bus into everything else. That's how they're going to get part-times into everywhere else. Um, unfortunately, not everybody was happy with the consolidation, but it is what it is. We're living with that now. Uh, what's the point in it? What's the point of it? I mean, who's going to get hurt? Never mind the people that are going to go back, but people that made their homes by where they're working, uh, children, for that matter. People are going to get hurt out of this. Never mind the fact is if they do it, Mapso is going to get hurt by paying all back that sick time. You think they're going to have to pay back the sick time? I think so. Now, TA Surface is not worried about it because they said, oh, it's not going to go through. But we also thought that Trump wouldn't be president. <laughs> so we, we can't go by that philosophy, whatever the case is. Let me ask you this. Did bus consolidation give OA 12 sick days? Yes. That's yes. Un- that's untrue. I found that out today. See, me being the crazy guy that I am, I went to two Broadway today, and I said, you know what? I'm going up to the boss's office, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see what's going on up there. So I was I went li- I went li- looking for Axelrod, Joe. Axelrod is actually, if you got his personal number, see what's up with him. Um, he went out into further notice. Oh, okay. So I don't I don't know what's up with that, but they told me he's out into further further notice. But I was on the phone with this guy, um, John Smith, and he was explaining to me. We was talking about the lunches and everything like that. And he said that bus consolidation didn't give away 12 sick days. It was something else before that. He said it happened around the same time, but it was not bus consolidation. Well, the consolidation was all about the health benefit trust and everything else that came around that time. So it gets associated with it. And it may not have been directly affected. Yes, it wasn't directly because of the bus consolidation. So did he say what? what he it was told directly? me, but it, the, the conversation was moving. Like, that wasn't even my focus when he switched into buses. And, like, another thing I didn't know was rapid transit law. We governed by some New York State rapid transit law. That's why we get treated, uh, at least subways. I don't know how it worked in buses, but we co- covered under another type of law that determines our lunch and all that other type of stuff well that's what I'm, okay well i heard a rapid transit law because roger when he was here he mentioned it one of the times when he was here last year and roger also mentioned 
how we ended up with the with the sick days. Um, again, I, I guess we it happened during his administration. It happened during his administration. Happened during his administration. But you think that they would have to give back those sick days? If I'm transit, I go. You know what? I I associate one with the other, and I try to take it back. I mean, I just think that they just cut it dry and say, "Look, I right, y'all back to this. That's it. Y'all 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 have y'all twelve or whatever it is for this year. Following the next May, you back down to six. You know, well, back down to five because we used oh, to five. have five. Now, yeah. don't get it twisted. Bus undoing some of the stuff in bus consolidation, it's a great thing because Mapstower had great aspects to them, and it was like a give and take thing. But you talking about uprooting people out of their depots now? Well, see, that's the reason why the judge back in 2013, remember what yeah, you yeah. were reading? Yeah. That's why the judge denied uh, the case back then. They denied the plaintiff, which was the union back then. They said, listen, they you know, they were telling, they told JP, what is your argument for, un, for, for wanting to undo this? Because basically you're going to inconvenience thousands of members. And that was, and that was the court's um, decision, take on yeah. it, decision. Yeah, but now what's funny is that JP, they don't want nothing to do with the um, court case, but they was leading the court case it's back then. Back then, yeah. So it makes you wonder why. What was, what was the, you know, and basically, see, really, bus consolidation, right, it affected OA a lot more than TA surface. Because TA, again, because basically management, they all, again, they always wanted to do away with Map Store. And, 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 and basically, even though you can't do physically do away with Map Store, technically, okay, but they always wanted to kill the things that basically that Map Store enjoyed for decades. You know what I'm saying? Because basically, again, you're talking about we have more runs, we have more drivers, um, they have more split runs. In other words, a lot of the drivers make more money. You're talking about picking X's and things like that. See, when in TA Surface, y'all don't do that. Y'all don't pick X's. Y'all don't pick the overtime. So you talk about hookup time and the whole nine, man. So that's what I mean when I say, you know, they wanted to do away with that gravy train for a long time, you know. Well, if you go back over the last couple of contracts in TA Surface and in Surface, you could see what they were trying to do. Was it last, last contract they wanted to get rid of travel time? They wanted to get rid of all that other, other stuff? Well, they didn't get that. So now on this contract, they put it the unified comment in there, which I'm horrified by, no offense. I'm, I, I really am. And that's solely based on that. I mean, there are other reasons for me not to vote for the contract. But based on that, why does it have to be unified? Why can't you say the contracts must mirror each other, not be unified? So you don't like that terminology, unified? No. It's going gonna, it's gonna to open up the door for the MTA to do more stuff for, that we're not going to like. Yeah. So you want a Me Too clause? So you know, like you know, like it basically. Listen, this that unified contract it opens the door for them to allow again. Seniority is everything, and you know, if people were mad with One Twenty Sixth Street, guess what? You'll be they'll be really tight when MTA bus drivers be picking into OA depots because that's basically what's the avenue. The avenue, like basically the handwriting on the wall. That's what we see happening right now, you know? And not only that, 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 if that's the case, because of the consolidation, there would be all, um, if they merged MTA bus with OA, which is what I hear is my, they're, they're working on, well, guess what? Now they can come to a TA depot because then now they're a part of the consolidation. So that is a problem. 
Yeah. And because, again, seniority. Those guys have ages. Those guys have been on the job forever, MTA bus drivers. Because, again, because of their pension. Their pension is based on the amount of years on the job. Now, how would they, how would they seniority work? I mean, it's, well, the seniority would just be same dumb shit they did with 126th Street. They would just allow people to just pick into the different depots. It would just be well, one and, they, and they keep the MTA bus seniority? Seniority, yeah. It'll just oh, so be, they'll be bumping a whole bunch of people. Exactly. Well, then exactly. actually, then MAPSOA should be, if that if that turns out to be true, true, then MAPSOA should be mad because they weren't able to, when they come to Brooklyn, they lose half their seniority exactly. prior to the consolidation. So now that would, just would trump everything. I think what may very well happen here is they'll rework the consolidation to have them, if they pick into an OA or a TA depot, they'll do the same cut in years to pick to be closer to home, would be my guess. See, now my thing would be if they're going to do all this consolidating, why don't they just consolidate the pensions? Work on that. Because they just can't take it upon themselves to do that. You no, I'm saying, but why don't they work it out? Because that has to be legis that would have to be legislatively yeah. done. That would have to be legislatively done. That's see that right there, that's what kept them from doing regional. That would have kept them from doing regional bus back in the day anyway, because they can't because again, NICES is controlled by New York City. Yeah. Okay. So basically the MTA you know, which kills me when people say, well, they don't want MTA don't want to pay out pensions. They don't pay out shit. Okay, they they dump money into it, but they don't pay pensions. So, you know, they can't. They you know again, they're not on the nicest board. They can't fuck with that New York City pension. The only thing that MTA controls is the Map Store pension now, and the MTA bus pension. So those two pensions, they more than likely can merge the funds. But other than that, they can't touch TA Surface they, because TA Surface is a part of nicest. Right. Well. They tried many years ago to do that, and they failed at it. Mm -hmm. They tried to grandfather them in, and they failed. Yeah. And that's when that, <laughs> that'll never happen. Right. And they know it'll never happen. Because when I go for a pension loan, I go to two Broadway. But if you go for, y'all go for, right, if y'all go for a pension loan, y'all go to J Street. That's the difference, you know? Yeah. It's different funds. Yeah. Joe looking, Joe feeling good tonight. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's a lot. It's people, you know, people, <laughs> My boy you know, Joe looked pumped up, man. Yeah, man. But, but you, you want to know what people really need to learn these things and really listen to the content of what we talk about on these shows, man, because yeah. it's deep. It's yeah. Everything has been covered on these shows. If you listen to this show for a year, you should know everything. You should exactly. come out, of, you should come out of genius. Exactly. Right. But then they say, that, oh, they just drinking my Kool-Aid. Yeah, okay, cool. What's the sense right. of making Kool-Aid if people ain't going to drink it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell them. Oh, they drinking your Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. eh? Every, right. Every, everything has been talked about on this show. You're jo right. Joe and Roger run this show. Let's, let's not, let's, let's, yeah, let's keep it real. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> Joe and Roger run this show. I'm the brains behind the operation. Yeah, I'm just the puppet. My strings is being pulled. They doing a great job at it because y'all motherfuckers is running scared. Uh, good job, Joe. Well, you know, golf ball head ain't said that in a while. I mean, you know, not for nothing. The sock puppet, he's been quiet. Um, at least I've seen he's been quiet. So he hasn't really said that in, in, in a while. Maybe maybe, maybe kind of gets the message now. Well, I heard that Samuelson told a few of his reps 
to stay off of Facebook. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Until he can solidify the international because they were all talking stupid. But as soon as he gets in there, then they're going to start it up again. You ain't hear about that, cuz? I didn't hear about that, though. You didn't hear about the, the gag order on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't hear they about told that, him, no. They okay. told him to leave progressive action. <laughs> Why do you think everything's been so quiet? Yeah. Well, listen. They still going in the shop gate to these depots telling people, don't listen to progressive action. I'm like. But that's the most they could do. <laughs> exactly. And that's the first thing shooting out of their mouth. People be telling me, they say, yo, they saying, don't listen to progressive action. Like, well, damn. Don't eat, don't, don't eat the cookie in the cookie jar, right? That's like, why what's the first thing you're going to do when he leaves? <laughs> to tell you the truth. That cookie jar. Exactly. I forgot all about all the attacks until Joe sent me that, that little propaganda piece. That you sent me? I know. Like I said, I, <laughs> I said, what I, the I, hell? They, I was feeling left They out. still back at it? Like, I'm, I'm over here like, all right, they did that. What's coming up? Like, what's happening now? I know. And the flyer says that when am I finally going to get the message? Mm. Right? Never. Obviously. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what message? Oh, you didn't see the flyer. To give up message. Oh, to, oh, to, to give, give up to give message. Up. Yeah, man. Give up. Go back to your job and stop exposing us for yeah. what we are. <laughs> a yeah. bunch of jerk offs, basically. Yeah. Well, when we, we if, at some point we're going to talk about the convention thing, and we, we can expound on that. When you want to touch on it, you wanna, when you want to touch on it, anytime, another anytime you're ready. What? Like now? It's up to you. It's, your it's show. up to you. No, nah, this is your show. Unlike what Steve Down says, this is actually your show. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Let's touch into it. Yeah. Let's All touch right. on it. Yeah. Before the time go runs out. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we, but you got to come back another time, and we go be in debt with with. The information. Well, we should because things are moving quickly. All right, go ahead. I want to uh, make sure that everybody knows that, um, and a lot of people in Local 100 don't know because Local 100 is very big. So what happens is that we wind up every four years, we, uh, we wind up having a convention. And a convention is supposed to be for, like, constitutional changes to the TW Constitution and resolutions, like what the union's supposed to stand for, back this, back that, back the other thing. And of course, there are also committees that meet. How is the, um, how is the, um, I don't know, how's the um, Veterans Committee going to work? How's this committee going to work? Working Women's Committee going to work? And so on and so forth. But in the end, everybody, all they think about is how is the um, elections going to go? So what they do is they wind up, um, they wind up making it, um, the, uh, the, the, the election convention. So, so who's going to get elected? Now, the thing about it is, and I have to say this, because um, forever there hasn't really been a challenge to the top. So um, what we're going to need to do is, that's me. I'm, I'm trying to do something here. It's trying to get his live popping. Yeah, but it ain't working. Because <laughs> um, I, got, I, got, I got put on the spot too quick. Um, what I'm saying is that the only real challenge to the top of the uh, TW leadership was in 2001. And Roger did it, Roger Toussaint did it to make a point. Even though there wasn't any real backing from the rest of the locals, we had a rather large contingency of um, representatives uh, from Local 100 and, and, and uh, Philadelphia where Jeff Brooks got taken out um, of, of, of the presidency, uh, wrongly, by the way, and there was a, a, a reduced delegation from, from Florida Trans, um, Philadelphia Transit, and we stood up against Sonny Hall. Now, they had all the votes from all the other divisions and easily won, and, but it was meant to show, like, yeah, an election could happen. Now, in, in any recent memory prior to 2001, nobody remembers it ever happening. After 2001, it never happened. 
I mean, we tried to do something in 2013, but it fell apart because people were bought off and they, and they rolled over like Frank McCann. But um, in this, this go-around, we decided, a bunch of us, and it wasn't really my idea from the beginning, but, you know, I was approached by people from other locals that said, hey, you know what, enough is enough. Now, in, in, in the beginning, it was about talking about how Harry Lombardo is a dictator and old grouchy drunk or whatever the hell they were calling him. <laughs> but, what we <laughs> but what we were doing was um, we, 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 we knew that Samuelson eventually was going to cut his throat. Um, it was only a matter of time that the, the talk out of his camp was, you know, to, to get Harry out of the way because he was the weak link. As a matter of fact, that's what they were saying. He's the weak link. So Samuelson, let's get this. You hear this, Robert? <laughs> Samuelson was talking about who, who – let's get this, let's make this clear. During contract negotiations time, Samuelson was running to the weakest link because progressive action was attacking him. Remember that? Remember that whole flyer that came out right. with the Lombardo because of the whole Ed uh, Watt coming in? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. That and that and actually and, and we should touch on that because that's a very important piece when it comes to like international business and, and relations between other unions and what a big baby Samuelson is. But um what we want to do is, you know, we'll talk about this. Um we'll get to that. Because that's that's something that actually attracted people over to us. But Getting back to, um, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is that now the international offices aren't elected by members. They're elected by delegates. And we're talking about maybe 330-something delegates, right? Now, Local 100 comes in with about a third of those delegates because we're such a large local. And then every other local, the other 100 and something, have to fill up the other two-thirds of, of that delegation. Now, some of the locals are bigger than others, Right. Philadelphia is, 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 is a decent size, second largest. How, how many they got? Local. It's 100 and something, maybe 120 locals. No, no, no. How, how much Philadelphia got members? Oh, they, oh, well, their members, their membership is probably about 5,500. Okay. Um, but what about their delegate count? That, that, the, I think the that's delegate count would be about 17. 17, okay. Right. So, and, and we walk in there with like 130. You know, so it's like really perverse. But listen, we have, we have a lot of members. That's the way it is. But the thing is that um, the members don't elect the top officers, the delegates do. So it makes it easier to get to the power brokers of the delegates to say, hey, man, I'll offer you this and I'll offer you that. Bring your delegates along, vote for me, end of story. Now, if you're talking about maybe, let's say there's 340 delegates tops, because, you know, these numbers fluctuate depending on how many members there are and how you divide up the locals into delegates. But let's say it's 340, so now you need 170. So if you walk already in there with like 100 and something, you, you just need to, 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 to bribe a few people. I don't mean bribe like you pay them money, but you know what I mean, like offering positions and jobs and, and things like that. And then, and then you can have the numbers, and it's just like, you know, you're a shoe in, you're in. So Samuelson knew he had to get Lombardo out of the way because Lombardo wasn't liked anywhere. I mean, because of his personality. Even Except though the, Local 100? Right, well, he w the, dude, the dude was great with his credit cards. If you wanted to get drunk, Lombardo was your man. Um, <laughs> and not pay for it like you wanted a free drunk. Lombardo was your man. Not that Samuelson's not your man when it comes to that, too, but um, Lombardo was definitely your man on the international stage. So Lombardo decides, you know, that he's going to have a tirade at the American Airlines negotiations and blow up in front of Garcia, who's uh, the treasurer. And he tells Garcia in front of everybody that Garcia needs to get his ass back in that room 
because Harry's saying that these are your people and I don't know what the hell I'm doing in there. Now, the American Airlines presidents see that. The IAM, because it's a joint contract between the IAM and, and the TWU because of the uh, United Airways merger with, with American Airlines. So you have the IAM, which is another union completely, so it's a joint contract, and the American Airlines executives watching Harry blow up. Well, that's pretty much the end of that. Now they can use that as an excuse to bring him up on charges to get rid of him, right? So now the International Executive Council meets. Listen, dudes, you look thrilled by this. Like, I didn't make this up. I'm just telling the story. <laughs> I'm listening. That's just don't snore. That's all. Oh, no, no. So, I'm not <laughs> awake. I have my coffee, so I'm no, good. I'm retired. Well, I ain't have no... I've been up since like six o'clock this morning. Oh, wow, so, somebody might accuse you of sleep apnea, so we just leave it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> how big is your neck? So, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, the International Executive Council, which is the VPs and people appointed from the Executive Board of the International, have a council and they meet like maybe three times a year. So they met in Las Vegas because they never meet in a place that you know doesn't, you know a boring place like D.C. where the headquarters is. No, they got to meet in Vegas. So they met in Vegas, and the, the deal was, you know, the word that I got out of there was that if Lombardo doesn't retire, they're going to bring him up on charges and remove him. Now, you bring him up on charges and remove him, then you can start squabbling over his pension. But if he retires, then everything is good and groovy, and Samuelson uh, moonwalks right in. <laughs> so what do you think happened? Now, Back in 2013, it, it, it's almost kind of like what happened with Jim Little. It was, uh, it was a Cassius and Brutus play, and I remember even telling uh, Jim Little back in those days, I'm like, you feel, you know, like in your back, you feel like these, this, these pains? You know, just reach back there and see if they're knives. And um, I tried to tell him that, you know, you, you, they're taking you out, and they did. Um, and then what they did to Lombardo was the same thing. Now, I love karma as much as everybody else, but I don't like karma when it has Samuelson's face on it. <laughs> but you don't think that it seems like Lombardo didn't have any, like, allies. Like, it seemed like, how can Samuelson go against the boss? Um, he had allies, but then he's also walking around with, with, with a big pocket full of delegates. See what I'm saying? So, so let's say you, you do have people that want to side with Lombardo. But then Samuelson says, well, I got the delegates. I'm going to win. Then he brings a few, you know, decent-sized locals along with him. And, uh, he's, you know, he shows it to be a play. Like, for instance, you go around, you say, you know, your opponent can't win. And you, and you put that bug in everybody's head. Then everybody thinks, well, that guy can't win. Even though that's not true, but he can't win. Well, Samuelson and these guys, they do that. And it's not just him. Don't think for a minute Samuelson's even smart enough to do anything like this. These are the people behind him that do this. Do what you think um, Samuelson longevity would be in the international? Yeah, that's what I was just about. To, that's what I was thinking. Like, how long do you think it'll be before they try some shit with him? Well, I tell you what, the people that probably are in local 100, the presidency right now. If let let's say I bow out, I disappear, I decide. You know what, guys, I'm tired of this crap. I don't need this no more. So now you just have that shallow pool of talent we were talking about. <laughs> Very shallow, yeah. right? One of those guys will try to win the delegates and come into Local 100, and they will cut his throat because that's what they've been doing to each other. There's no loyalty among issues. It's all about personalities and king of the hill. It, it has nothing to do with the membership. The membership and nothing. Uh, we're not here but for votes and dues. 
That's it. Yeah. We don't have anything else to do with them. This union belongs to them. It's their property. And they will kill each other as they climb over each other. So basically, that's why he's going to be very careful when he selects the um, acting president. Well, the minute he becomes, what do they say? What's the old saying? The, um, the, uh, the, the, it's the heavy head that wears the crown? Uh-huh. Right. It's, it, the, the, you're the loneliest guy in the room. Once you put that crown on, I mean, when his hangover um, is finally over, like, like, like that one drunk fest that's going to take place in September, once that's done, then he's going to have to look around the room and find out who's the next guy that's going to cut his throat because there won't be any loyalties. It'll be straight-up business. I mean, believe me when I tell you, this is not a democracy, this union. This is a dictatorship. A dictatorship. This wow. is like the old-fashioned third-world dictatorship, and you're just waiting for the guy to assassinate you. Yeah. And this is exactly what's going to happen. Only it's not a death. It's a political assassination. But really, what's the difference? Right. Well, like I said, he, he, he'll be up at the top then. So basically, he'll have to he'll have to basically contemplate his next move. You know, he's still on the MTA board, but he's not getting paid. So after that, he'll just basically just have to re just retire young like Lombardo. You know, I mean, Lombardo's an old man, but. Well, Lombardo finally got there. And then, I mean, the dude should have left a long time ago, but, you know, that's up to him. Anyway, what I'm saying, because he, he actually orchestrated the last coup, so Samuelson went along with it. Now these guys orchestrated this coup against Lombardo. And then, you know, if we let things just go on the way they're going and we forget about issues and we forget about members and we forget about actually what we give a shit about down here, um, there'll be another coup. See, but, you know, Samuelson could be, if, if things go right, because you imagine Samuelson losing the international president spot, <laughs> give away the local spot. He ain't giving it away. He, he will not, he will not, unless he secures the international spot, he would not give up the presidency. What, what he already said was he won't move because there's still contract implementation to be done. And that gives him the excuse to stay here. I mean, these guys are all like, you know, like the Keystone cops. They're all running around the Union Hall, jumping over each other and acting stupid and looking stupid. But that's only for what happens after September. It ain't going to happen tomorrow. So basically... You know, what Tremel was talking about, them na him naming who's going to be acting president, mm -hmm. that's just, in, I mean, that's just. It'll be interim. It'll be interim right. until September. Right, because even, even when Roger named Curtis Tate, Roger took, kept the presidency. He held on to it. Right. Now, now, Roger wasn't like an international officer. He was, a, uh, he was appointed by Jim Little to be a director of strategic planning. It's not kind of the same thing. But he will hold on to that until he, once he gets the international presidency, if he gets the international presidency, then he can, he'll, he'll give it up. He could give it up. He can give it up. And then it, it, his, his time still would be limited. He lose the international vice president, and then it's very possible he could lose the next local election. It's only possible if, if people in, without, you know, with, within the TW of America stand up. Now, get, getting back to what I was saying prior, um, what we were trying to do was we were trying to show the rest of the country how an actual election is supposed to work. It is not supposed to work with knives and flyers. It's supposed <laughs> to work with um, elections and issues and debates. Um, you, you getting an opportunity to, to, to talk to other people that are within that voting process and, um, and, 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 and sell your issues, sell, sell your ideas. But apparently within the TWU, you know, they want the election done in May, and then September's a foregone conclusion. So by the time you get there, there's, there's nobody running. And again, it's, it's, just, it's a, it's a one-party system. 
You know, like the old Communist Party used to be, just like, you know, in, in, in the Soviet Union. There was no challenge to the Communist Party. <laughs> it was just like whoever could kill whoever till you get, you get to the end, and then, like, now you're the king. Mm. Now the, the TWU is being run the exact same way. Now what we want to do is this, guys. We want to be able to set up and show everybody that an election could be done. Now I was approached by people from the TWU, my idea, because I had put together a Facebook page, and I tried to get delegates um, you know, to get together and get some ideas. And it was it, the, the Facebook page is called Transport Workers United um, Convention 2017. And I wanted to get people together and, 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 and say, hey, you know what, why don't you guys put together a slate? And wound up being that people contacted me and say, well, why don't you put together a slate? And I was like, well, that's not really my idea. I, I, was, I, I really wanted to come there with issues. So I... I did. I, I put out a semi-platform asking for other people's ideas. One of the things we wanted to do was um, uh, implement direct member elections of international officers and take it out of the hands of the delegates. Not, not, not that we would get rid of a, uh, a convention, because the convention is still there for constitutional amendments and resolutions, but to, to have the actual members, the 140,000 members of the TWU, uh, through electronic means, elect the international officers and take that all that horse trading and uh, carpet salesman shit out of, the, uh, out of the convention and put it in the hands of the members. That was one of the things we were talking about doing. How do you feel about all this, Robert? That's actually a great idea because you know what? You want member, more member involvement. You got to get them saying, you know what? We matter. Our vote matters. There you go. That's how you, people, that's how you do leadership. You give them a voice. You feel we got a voice inside Local 100? Yes and no. We hear their voice. We're saying stuff, but they're not listening. Exactly. Now, if, if, you, if you talk about... Now, now, this is something that nobody really wants to be involved in. This is like a step towards removing the power from the international officers. But at some point you have to do that because they have the power over the presidents. And the presidents themselves become subjected to um, deal-making and, and, and scraps and playing one off of another and off of another. So they're even afraid to step up. I mean, I'll I tell, tell you one thing, and I, and, I, and I made a joke about this before to some of the people that you know, I talk to on a regular basis, and I said, some of these guys need a testosterone shot. Because they <laughs> are just, yeah, I mean, they are just walking around like, you know, limp and like, you know, just, just, just like, oh my God, Samuelson! I gotta, I gotta listen to Samuelson. How the fuck can you like look at yourself in the mirror, look at your wife, and tell your wife you're a man if you sit, if you kneel down and kiss that man's hand? I cannot get it into my head. I can't even get that visual into my head. Kiss and, his hand for real? F well, you know what I'm saying, like the Godfather. <laughs> so, so what I'm, what I'm really trying to say is that you know people have power and they need to stand up and feel that power. So if we could take some of the power away from the international and, and put it in the, the hands of the members, the presidents themselves would feel empowered. And one of the ideas I wanted to have was, uh, uh, you know, like I said, there's a whole bunch of locals or whatever, and have a locals president's conference once a year. But that the president's conference would, ha would have the power to make demands over the international about what the presidents want the international to do for their locals instead of what the international wants to do for those locals. That's not something that they ever did. All the presidents have a convention. No, the presidents will have like a, an airlines uh, conference 
and they'll have a transit conference. You know, but 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 the presidents themselves to have a conference that the international has no play over, no no say. Okay. Right where they come and they convene and there's an actual um, you know uh, uh, rules set up. You know, the international excuse me pays for it, but the international is not present. And, and those presidents decide. First of all, they're allowed to look at the books. They're allowed to see what kind of expenditures were made. Because a lot of times the internationals say, well, I can't afford to back you up. And they don't back you up. They don't back you up because they spent all their money on liquor and, and, and steaks. <laughs> it, it's, no di it's no different up there than it is at Local 100. Believe me when I tell you. It, it's just on a higher scale. It's on a higher scale. You're right. Shit. There's Nebraska Steakhouse times 10. Shoot, exactly. Grass, organic steaks. Right. Flying to Nebraska to eat steaks. Exactly. Right. On the so, jets. <laughs> yeah. On but, jets. Right. But right. Sam, you said couldn't take a jet back for our sister situation. Oh, no, of course not. Right. And JFK would have been right there. No, of course uh, not. Of course he couldn't. Yeah. Nah, so what's going on here at the local, le at the international level is very much what we're used to at the local level. And what we want to do is we want to use our influence um, because we have a lot of locals now and it's the first time ever that other locals are standing up to stand with us. Um, and even if we're not successful in overthrowing the presidency, we want to make an election out of it and we want to be able to campaign on that level. For the first time ever, we're going to show people how this is done so they can stand up for themselves and do it and hopefully do it going forward. Of course, you know, because like I said, you know, you, you have to oppose these people, you know. Um, basically, like I said, I, I just, I'm just really, it's going to be really fun to see who he appoints as interim president. Well, I mean, that's going to be funny more than It's fun. going to be funny. Exactly. Seriously, who y'all think will be promoted? Yeah. Anybody who I mention, I'm going to make fun of, son. <laughs> <laughs> who would you like, who would you like to see if Sam Houston leave? Be the president. I don't know. I, I think in order to keep the friendliness in surface, you'd have to point some somebody from Subways, because the the two vice presidents in surface are gonna kill each other. They go do it anyway. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Let's not sanction the blood fight here. <laughs> you know, because our members pay the price. Our yeah. members pay the price. They pay the price every day in the depots, in on the road. But who would you, if you had to pick, if you were Samuelson? Hmm. That's a touchy one. I don't know. I'd have to look at the long field. I mean, I'm biased because I'm, a, I'm a, a surface guy, but I think the only way this will work if it's somebody from Subways, unfortunately. That's a, that's a interesting. I, I, I know that Earl Phillips from campaigning this, campaigning this for a long time, and I think that Samuelson wants him. I don't know why. You were the first person that said that. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. I mean, he's been campaigning. He's been sending people around trying to get everybody's feel. And, and, and they're honoring him at the uh, Society of African-American Transit Employees. Well, oh, wait, does that, be does that better than TA Surface does? Does they get what? They, the, uh, dinners and all that type of stuff. You don't get that in, Bro in Brooklyn. Oh, that em yeah, the Emerald yeah. Society. And, 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 they, and, they just, and just in general, they go to... They got their stuff together more than the TA Surface does. Well, that's a shout out to Barry Roberts and uh, Idra Roberts, and they they keep that tradition going. And you it's know they did a hell of a with the African Society, right? Yeah. yeah. Is Idra still the president? Of the, still, of yeah. Still okay. president. Yeah.
Yeah, but, you know, that's something that they've been doing for a long time. You know, they have all that stuff up there at Eastwood Manor up there in the Bronx, you know. That's a good thing that they keep that going. I hope that uh, that, that – and it, 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 it's always a big turnout. So I, I hope they keep that going. That's a great thing. I, I never miss it. Oh, okay. Even on non-election years. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, so just to let the people know, it's not just about an election time doing these things. Right, but it, it's really funny is when it, when it means something to them down there, all of a sudden, like, they all show up. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Wow, so why don't they do things like that in TA service? They don't have these, they don't have those uh, organizations. Uh, you know, like they don't, you know, why is that, do you think? I don't know. I don't know whether from back in the day that they didn't do it as much. I mean, you, you need to get it. That would actually bring a lot of unity in the TA surface. Never mind TA surface fighting within inside of itself, but also with other divisions, you know what? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, stand up to that, you know? I'd actually like to see, you know what? Find something that's a unifying issue. Well, in Surface, you can use Vision Zero as a rallying call for Surface. I mean, OA and TA and, and MTA bus can all get on the same page with that. Oh, yeah, definitely. But we need to have all equal parties. I mean, DOT is nothing but a mess when it comes to Vision Zero, except for what they want. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times do we have people getting hurt and you've got a request in the DOT to fix it and it never gets fixed. You know? The DOT, they go to the beat of their own drum. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> it is. And now they're going to force in, actually, that's why I wasn't here last week, but they're going to be putting a select bus line going not north-south, but now they're putting a bus line, select bus east-west in some of the worst neighborhoods that have bad traffic, like the B82. I'm all for select bus service, but don't put bus lanes where they don't belong. You want to do it with the off-board off flight collection? Let's do it system-wide. You know what? Take that out of the hands. Take that off your hands. Take that out of all, every bus operator's hands. You know what? And that would help. But putting bus lanes where they don't belong. The B82 is too long. Where that, where that runs at? That, do that run like a... Bay Ridge it, Avenue somewhere? It, no, oh. it actually runs from Coney Island, Still Avenue, Terminal. Out to Star City. Yeah, all the way out to Star City. Oh, oh that's City. the bus that's, that when you, we work at Canarsie, you'll take that bus then. Right, there you go. Okay. Yeah, you work at, yeah it, it goes into the Terminal. Circle that's a around. long run? What's the running time on that? I don't know. It's not in my depot, so I don't know what oh, the okay. running But I know that's actually what they're implementing in 2018. What? A select bus on the 82. Wow. Well, see, what it is is that the running time's got to be crazy then because they exactly so right. they want to speed they they want to speed those trips up. Yeah, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna cut runs. Yeah, they're gonna cut runs. Well, that's gonna affect our members. Yeah, that line is long because if you drive from if you drive from Spring Creek Towers, I'll always know it as Star City. But if you drive from Spring Creek Towers down to Stillwell Coney Island with no traffic on the Bell Park, when you get there in the snap of a finger, but ride that bus, it'll take you forever. You know, it'll take you forever because it and then it goes because basically that's the old B fifty. I don't know. Yeah, with the fifty and the five. I, I, I'm really? telling my age. Yeah, the B fifty. Yeah. Jamel always so, telling his age every show now. All right, the B fifty. You ain't gonna agree with me. Right? <laughs> I mean, it goes down Flatlands to Flatbush, makes a right on Flatbush, then it goes over the Kings Highway, down Kings Highway. Yes. And then it ends up on Bay Parkway, right? Somehow, right? I don't, I don't know what it does. Yeah, I, it, it gets foggy. It, it, it 
goes down King's Highway, makes the left on Bay Parkway, goes down the Cropsey, goes all the way down Cropsey, where it turns, goes into Coney Island to make the left go into Stillwell Terminal. Okay, right. And they're talking about putting selected bus lanes on King's parts of King's Highway. They can't afford that. They can't. That's the merchants can't afford. The merchants can't afford that. The residents can't afford that. Yeah. And then we, you know what? We just had our presentation last week, and as far as we're concerned, in, in the community where that I'm from, it's dead in the water. It's mm. dead in the water because you're not serving us. You know what? I'm surprised that that line even comes out of East New York. Why does it? Go, why does? Because it basically is right there. At, uh, it it goes right past Alma Park. It was at one point. It was select. We, we used to split it. It was split, okay. Right. But now the B6 has gone, grown so much that the runs, in excess of 130 runs. Oh, really? What, in a week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah like during the day, yeah. I mean. On a daily basis, yeah. And it's needed. If, if anywhere that that bus, select bus could be used is on the B6. The B6, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, all right. So, that's probably what pushed the 82 over to East New York because they got so much work on the B6. That's right. <laughs> and because the, the Alma Park, great depot, but it's very small. It it's doesn't have enough capacity to store any more buses. Well, in actuality, so is East New York. East New York is a big, it's a big property over there. But actually, actuality, as far as indoors, they don't park. They don't park too many buses indoors. Everything is parked out outside on Jamaica Avenue. And they and, have lots. And then two they lots. got lots, right? They got lot two lots back there on Atlantic Avenue. So. Basically, the only real deep, the only real deep, and then Fresh Pond is, that's a dollhouse also, you know, same shit, you know. So the only real depot that they got in Brooklyn that park that holds some buses is what, Grand Avenue? Basically. Yeah, right. basically, yeah. Right. They built it for that. They built it for that, yeah, because all the other depots, they didn't build it with, you know, with that in mind, but for a whole lot of buses, right. you know. Well, well that and Quill. Quill and all the new depots they're building up where they're going to hold buses. Yeah, where they, where they park things on a, se- on, a, on a roof and all that, yeah. Yeah, Quill is a monster depot. I think their rotation is well over 300 buses. Well over, because they got so many lines, you and know. that roof is a danger. That's the roof? That's the roof? No, that's not the roof you want. What were you talking about? No, you said the roof? The roof at Quill. The roof at Quill Depot, oh. yeah, they park buses up there. Oh, no, I was thinking about your depot. Oh no, my but no, no, no. That's just regular parking. It's not rooftop parking. Okay. But I think when they designed Manhattanville, I think they had it in mind to put buses up there. At one point, I, I think they did. You know, so it's something we always speculated with. But uh, they they never did. So it was always been, you know, parking for the employees. Well, that would be a bitch to drive buses up that that ramp. That ramp is tight. It's tight. It is right. It is tight. Yeah. yeah. So. That's what I mean when I say I don't. I think they fucked up with that, you know, because again, <laughs> that was transits engineers that designed yeah. that, that designed that building. Same thing with the new Clara Hill. They, <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was a delay in opening the new Clara Hill because they made the bus wash too narrow. And oh then, man, and then, really? And then I think they made the ramp too narrow. So when they tried to get buses up the ramp, it could wouldn't go up the ramp. Our ticks and <laughs> oh, so, oh my goodness. Well, you know, well, some engineers had a graduated at the well, bottom did, of their didn't, class. Didn't they have that same problem with the Q train where they, some of those Q trains couldn't go up there and they had to shave it off just to get the line open? Isn't that the same problem? Well, the, what, Q is like, we're like, at. like which one's like R68s? The Q train where we're at. Uh, oh, you're talking about the 2nd Avenue thing? Yeah, when, they, when, they sh- when, they, when they made that too short and they had to shave it off so that trains, certain trains could get no, up. No, that's, that's what they did was um, the end access of the train 
was too long for the um when the train was turning. When they was testing out the trains, they didn't test the um uh the seventy five footers. Yeah, they didn't test those. They was only doing the one sixties, yeah. the sixty feet. Right. So the all forty sixes and sixty eights are seventy five feet. Yeah. Right. So they oh. have a, a bigger turn. Right. It's a big oh okay, yeah. But what's crazy is that I don't see no turn really up there. Well, doesn't it turn when it leaves sixty third of Lexington? Doesn't it? It has to turn and it has to switch and turn, right? It don't feel like it's a turn. Well, I'm quite sure it's a turn though. It's it has not, to turn. Yeah, it has to turn. Yeah, it has to turn. Yeah. No, oh, okay. So, but you said that they did what wrong now up there? They didn't what make. Part? They didn't um. For the end access of the train, they didn't make enough space. So when the train is turning, the back end always it turns out more than. The front end. Okay. Like when it's when it's you know on a curve or whatever. Right, right. So the in excess was hitting the tunnel. I mean, they always make that mistake with those big cars because when they built the new Stillwell, the platform, the the sixty eights were coming in and and and, and the uh, threshold plates were crashing into the platform. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, right at the beginning. Wow. And that's well, why I, you have that huge gap because they cut all that off and then they tell people, you know, watch your step, don't fall through the. Where yeah, Stillwell? Yeah, that huge gap in the back. Where is that? Is that the D? We're in 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 uh, I'm calling it the back, but it's at it's at it's at one of the ends of 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 the um, I never noticed of that. the platform. There's a huge gap in the back, see the back of the car, the front of the car, and they tell you to watch your step when you're getting off. Who tell them that? Because I don't tell them that. Well, somebody tells <laughs> somebody tells people that to watch your step when you're getting off. I know the big gaps is in the A division. Check 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 the platform. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you to check. The next time I'm over, there, I'll tell you where it is. Um, the back of either the D or the F. I'm on the D all the time. I haven't seen that. It could be the F. Could be the F. So basically, when they build these new tunnels and stuff, or when they was building Second Avenue subway, they had it in their mind that they were only going to run 160s over there, and and of course, like whatever brand new new tech train that they were going to get for the future, this is what they were going to run over there. Well, they got a they they those those 68s, 46s. They not going nowhere no time soon. You know what I'm saying? And then they reroute trains to 96th Street all the time. They are sending end up there. Oh, really? Yeah, whenever the, something's going on at Astoria, they are sending end up there. And some end trains start up out of 96th Street. Oh, yeah, because I do see it on Facebook. You know, there's a, a Facebook group called Transit Photos and Videos, you yeah. know, of trains and tra transit buffs and yeah, shit. They, so they post these things. And you know the end train have 68s. Yeah, 68s, yeah. You know, so they got to make it. Wanted for that to go up there. Yeah, they got to make it for everybody. Only thing, it's just different and different. Like the A divisions is smaller, smaller than the B division. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they got to make everything for the B division has to fit every car class. Right. Because, you know, now, Joe, now maybe you can answer this. Because I saw the, I posted an article in Progressive Action about uh, it was an AM New York article and them talking about how they're getting the brand new cars in. And they're gonna be um, the cars that they are thirty two that they and forty twos that they have on the C and the J line. That I guess they're supposed to be getting rid of them or basically moving them elsewhere. And the H, the, the C train is supposed to get brand new cars. The A train also because they they do a test run out there in Rockaway. Because I be again I see the videos on Facebook also. So what's their plans with these different car classes? Well, I heard that you know the new the new class that's coming out. What is it? One seventy nine. Yeah. Right. 40 cars are supposed to come into East New York. I don't know if it completely replaces the 32s and the 42s because we have a lot of them. And plus, we're supposed to be getting um, some th R32s from 207. 
you know, oh, to really? come, yeah. So, so I mean, they're gonna replace a lot of them. Probably the forty twos will be gone. Thirty twos might hang around for a while. You know, what's really funny. That's what I told you. Remember, I said I, they, that, yeah. they not those thirty twos run still run good. Yeah, they still the train run operate good. a favorite train. Oh, really? And and yeah, and the thing about it is, um, you know, anytime you have like a new hurricane or something, you like last time they were like out Rockaway. You know, when Rockaway got wiped out by Sandy. And they had no 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 bridge, so you yeah. had to run a shuttle to right. the buses. Oh, yes, to yes. Bo- you know, right. Yeah. So they use 32s. Yeah. Because the 32s aren't going to cry about voltage uh, irregularities <laughs> in, in, in the rail, where the new cars would just blow out. Boof. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, the 32s would just run. You know, 32s are, like, 32s are like that thing where, you know, it's your appliance, and when you turn it on, you expect it to be on. Not a printer that's going to complain about your, your ink is counterfeit and it don't feel like printing because of that. You know, and it's, it's the same thing where, you know, you, 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 you wrap that handle and the train moves. And it doesn't give a shit whether it's 550 volts or 600. It's going to roll. Really? And, yeah, wow. but, but the new tech, when the new tech first came out, you guys might not know, and it's back in the day. Now, this is the early 90s, uh, the 110B. I, I remember those two. Right. The 110B couldn't go to Rockaway because it left Con Ed and went to Lilco at the time was providing electricity to uh, Rockaway. So it couldn't go over the bridge. So, the, so, so they could only leave you at Howard Beach, and then you had to take an old train into Rockaway. You had to get off the new train and take an old train into Rockaway because the new train wouldn't go because it would blow out the minute it got to the bridge when, it, when the frequency of, of, of the voltage left Con Edison and went to Lilco, which was probably a fraction of of a difference in frequency, but the train will recognize it and shut down. So, is it still that way going out to Rockaway or no? Well, it, I don't. All listen, they must have fixed it all by now. But every time, my point was that every time, like something goes down where it, where it stresses the system, they always we all, you always run home to mama, right? You always bring out the old old cars because yeah. these guys are, <laughs> these guys are gonna run. <laughs> yeah, boy, those all thirty two. That's some grand old cars, man. Ooh, goodness. That's man. why I don't think they gonna get rid of them. No, they're not gonna get rid of them. No, that's, that's, that's well, they're tough. over fifty years old. Those yeah, guys. Yeah, over fifty. Yeah, nineteen sixty four, sixty four. Yeah, sixty four, sixty five. That's when they came out. Yeah. I personally think that they go. When they said they go start rolling it out later this year, it's supposed to be later this year. Because I heard they go turn the G train into an eight car train, while the L is shut down. Wow. I mean, this, so there's some serious changes going on, like with the bridge. They're going to redo the bridge uh, when, they, when they start knocking service out of Williamsburg. I think the L train gets cut off. They're, they're building a, um, a shed in Fresh Pond that's supposed to be servicing trains uh, on the other side, like out, outside of East New York. So now you're going to have inspections and, and troubles and, and everything for the L train that's never going to make it into East New York because there'll, there'll be no bridge. It, it'll run from Manhattan to Fresh Pond, but it can never get, to, get, get into East New York until they fix the bridge. Oh, okay. So um, <coughs> they rerouting the LO to Fresh Pond? It's not really it's, – it's not a reroute. It's, it's where it's going to be inspected and, um, and taken care of. Oh, okay. So they'll just be okay. So, so they'll just be doing that. So They're Building a temporary barn. Temporary. So okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. So when the L train does get shut down, it's, I mean, how do they plan on running it? It's gonna it's, it's it's gonna run from Canarsie to where? What will be the last stop? I don't think it's going. To, is it going to? Yeah, the it's supposed to hook up with the M somehow. I don't know exactly how they have it set up. Also, Myrtle Wyckoff. <laughs> right. That's where you hook up yeah. with the M. Yeah. 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 Well, first you got the M M train, which is going to be out for the summertime from Metropolitan to Myrtle. 
because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be doing a massive uh, shuttle this summer. And then it, once that's run, then the L train takes over. Then the L train takes over, okay. So Myrtle Avenue going going into 8th Avenue, you could forget about it. You'll be uh, finding other ways to get around. And they wow. got the R train shut down now. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, you know, buses, just like I was telling Archer them, I said, man, listen, you know, they should, with these shuttles, bus operators should be make should be the heavy hitters, I always say, because everybody don't like doing overtime. But the heavy hitters should clock $200,000, man. That's how it should be, man, with these shuttles, man. Because, again, it's not buses' budget. It's it's the subway's budget. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean when I say, you know. Oh, yeah, whenever, whenever it's shut down. Yeah, whenever it's buses, shut down. Yeah, buses is. Yeah, they do the shuttles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so. That's what I'm, and then you got a group complaining that oh, but we want to be, you know, we don't want no diesel buses to be doing this, sh- to be doing the shuttle work. <laughs> that's a goddamn man. Well, Everybody, well, because like, well, you got to remember Williamsburg. That's where all the yuppies and all the all the environmentalists are at, and no, all the all the Nick all the Nick Bedell's uh, friends and shit. You know, no line. <laughs> n- nah, they a little bit too clean. I, I, for I'm Nick. just I'm just fucking around. They're too oh, clean for yeah, Nick. They, they too clean for that's Nick. Funny. <laughs> I tell you. They was telling me Nick wake up like he like he teach the class like he just woke up out of bed. Really? The shop store <laughs> class. They say he got coal in his eye. His shirt looked like he got thrown out the house. All static in his hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> looked like he combed his hair with a balloon. Unbel- wow, right. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's what I'm so that's it's a lot of changes that's gonna happen. Now how do y'all feel about you know, your conductor, how do y'all feel about these open gangway cars that they want to get? R two elevens. Chamel got to answer I'm that. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why it's bad. How you isolate a car when somebody throws up? Does the whole train go out of service? There you go. Nobody yeah. talks about that. Nobody yet. talks about that. Yeah. What, what happens? How do? Yeah. How do you isolate a car? You can't. So, some, you can't. Some homeless guys in there, whatever you know, exactly. crapping themselves, crapping stinking a place up. Right. How do you isolate it? You can't. You can't. No. You're right. Wow, that's crazy. That, that's a that's a that's a major issue. Let them let them de- let them let it happen. I mean, they're gonna have to deal with it somehow. They'll probably throw a storm door on there that you can close oh, or let, something. Let me tell the people what happened the other day. The power of social media. So the other day, I got a report from a customer that there's another customer, topless, a female customer, topless, using drugs in a car. I call RCC. Look. Told him the situation. I'm going to investigate. No conductor, stay in your position. Signal for police and route. Signal for police and route. A passenger has told me another passenger is topless using drugs. Don't kids take these trains? Or, or, or just because you pay a fare, you may be subject to pornography. The other day in the group, somebody posted a picture of a, a woman. A female, yeah. Going playing, playing, going ham. Going ham. <laughs> playing with herself, masturbating. Are, are, is the MTA co-signing this? So I went on New York City Transit Subway's face, uh, Twitter page, and I wrote them. And I was writing them about the lunches that first day and hit me up. Then I wrote them about the topless thing. They responded. So they said, do you happen, happen to know what direction or train car number? Of course, I'm the conductor. <laughs> of course I know. <laughs> So I gave them the information, so they said they go look into it. But my thing is, how can the MTA co-sign that? People topless. Play. It was a time when a homeless man was playing with his penis. And the, 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 
a customer came to me with his, with his son and said, look, I'm going to beat this guy up. Get him off the train. I called it in. Now, now life's amazing. You know, if a dude pulls out his joint and starts playing with himself on the train, people go crazy. But this woman, just like you said, that video they posted, she was going hand playing with herself. But you got to understand. And, and, and I looked at the people in the car. They just were just sitting there. Nobody said shit. <laughs> but you want to know what? You got you. It, it shows. That's why the MTA got to be careful when they do customer complaints. Those same customers who was there acting like she wasn't playing with herself is the first customers as soon as they get hit with doors, they complain. Yeah. But you don't complain about this woman. I mean, I ain't never seen nobody masturbate like that. <laughs> I mean, shit, that was crazy what she was doing. She cocked her legs up and was going crazy. <laughs> yeah, she, she was going ham, but the MTA co-signed this. Yeah. Why nobody standing? Like, I want them to actually review that tape because they claim that all the transmissions is recorded. I told RCC what the problem was. Why you told him to tell me the signal for police en route? No police never come. It's fake signal for police en route. No, trains shouldn't move until the police come. You know what I'm saying? That's how it should be. Mm. Well, it's the same thing in buses, too. Police never come. But at least I got that nice sign that say, please call police. We ain't got shit. But oh, give, <laughs> give, give, give him, give him a, what is it? Long, short, long, long short. Long, short, long, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, but, with, you know, with the buses, from my experience back in the day with being on the, on the road and passenger service, if, you, if they see that call police, then, you know, you know, they'll respond promptly, you know. But you got to be lucky. You got to find a cop when you're out there on driving the bus, you know. You got to be lucky. Yeah, it's, it's a little, y'all should have a panic button or something. There is uh, well, there is there yeah. is a panic but button, yeah. When somebody's holding a gun to your head, really, what is a panic button gonna do? You're right. You know what does it do? Does it alert the police it, to it, your location? It, they try and call you, see what's going on. What do you need? Yeah. Are you calling me if I'm panicking? Why are you calling me? Just send the police. I pressed it for a reason. I, I probably just, I probably shouldn't say. I don't know if I can say this on the on the air. If if you got to think like that, then just don't say okay, it. Okay, no, I'm not gonna say. All it. right, okay. thank you. Yeah, no. But. I think also because I've had this conversation in my own community board about buses. I was like, can we get like some type of presence on buses? And presence to what? Police? Police. All right. You know, check on the bus operators. You know what? It just doesn't take that much to check on us. But you know? I tell you something. It was better back in the days when it, you know before Giuliani merged the tra um, the, the transit police with NYPD because the transit police they was all over the trains and buses back in the day. Remember? He don't remember. You're older than me, cuz. He's acting young now. You're older than me. Just the 90s. God damn. Just the 90s? That was the what, 90s when he did that. What year in the 90s? Ju you said Giuliani? Yeah, Giuliani merged it in what, 93, 94? Yeah, like around like that time, yeah. Around that time, yeah. So, but, I, but I can remember. 93, 94, I was about 12 years old. Come on. Okay, so I was in high school. I was 11. Then, so, All I right. can, so I can remember yeah. seeing <laughs> the, 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 the transit police cops on the trains. And the buses, but they were out there more. You know what I'm saying? They were out there more, and I think we used to get uh, uh, more protection then, and uh, we had more control over our protection. That's what we've been talking about the whole time when it comes about assaults. Yeah. It's about protection, about police protection, security protection. I don't care if they have to hire their own security. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about, like, just anybody. I mean, train security. Mm -hmm. But they should be out there where, 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 where people are working. What, what kind of environment do you have? I mean, management where they work, they have plenty of security. <laughs> Shit, they got an army. Do they? Um, yeah, try to get into Broadway and get in there. They do tackle your ass and throw your ass in a fucking closet yeah. somewhere. But there's it, it, no security upstairs. 
There's no security upstairs. Nothing but old men. No, they they no, not no, doing man. nothing. They got buttons or something. They got lasers or something. I, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try anything up there. But they got plenty of people. Is what I'm really trying to say. And uh, we have nobody out there. Mm-hmm. The occasional police. If you're lucky to work somewhere where they're worried about fare evasion, then you might be safe. Yeah, but tell them, I mean that that works for subways. But how does that really work for buses, really? What fair evasion? Fair evasion. I don't think that's. Just, I don't. I don't think that should be a bus driver concern. Never. No, but if you have fair, if they the rumor of fair evasion, you're gonna have some type of either MTA security or those people checking buses or cops. But I mean, as it is now, I don't think there's enough cops out on the beat as it is to protect transit. I wouldn't give two shits about fair evasion. You could come on this bus. I'm not saying anything. What did y'all press? F5? That's right. Yeah. That's it. F5. Everything. See, you know, because like, it's easy for you to sit there and say that. But if you sitting there and you drive the bus, tell them, Robert, and you have pride and you got, after a while, somebody's going to piss you off. No, I, after a while, I, I gonna, agree. Yeah, pride, but, yeah. But I agree, but pride for what? That's not your pride. That's not your bus. That's I not under, your fear I bus. I understand that. And a lot of drivers understand that. But just after a while, It'll get up under your skin like, well, God damn, am I sitting here? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, you sitting there to drive. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> People got to take take they, I, they I feelings just, away from that fear I box. I can just tell you for me, even with some of the partitions and some of the partitions on some of the new flyers we have, gives us absolutely no protection. No, I was looking at the partition uh, yesterday, and I was thinking a thousand ways that I could knock the drive out. Mm-hmm. I said these things not safe. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything. You know, <laughs> let, let transit write me up, cause you know what? There ain't nobody here to help me when somebody pulls a gun out on me. Never mind the fact that you can get spit at very easily. I mean, now the petitions on on the newer buses are getting changed and the RTS, but some of the older petitions on the new flyers, there's absolutely nothing. You can stand from behind, and not even know until it's too late. I don't understand why transit don't make the buses, especially they rolling out these new Wi-Fi buses or whatever it is. Why don't the dri- why can't the driver just come in a separate entrance? Have the driver have their own entrance. The only problem I see with that is helping the wheelchair passenger. But the driver should come in his own entrance. I think there should be an escape door on the on oh, the outside, uh, absolutely. On some of the Novers, I know they have an escape window. I don't know if they don't plan on doing that as far as the new flyers are concerned, but what? on the Novas, how big how big is this window? Because bus drivers is fucking huge. You can get oh, out. Oh man! Oh, <laughs> I mean, you can get out it, but it's still not enough. Escape window for what? An escape window? What are you talking about? Um, well, uh, on the driver's side, on the uh, especially on the Novas. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know if they've done it. They've, they've changed it since then. But the original Novas that we were testing, they had a a handle you could just push the window out and get out. Oh really? And then drive to the street? Just get out of the bus. Get, <laughs> keep yourself safe. Oh, okay. You know? But um, some of these partitions are just horrible. They really are. They, you know what? They keep saying safety, safety, safety. How about our safety? Our members' safety. You know what? Well, let me ask you something. How many years you say you got? You got nine years? Yeah. Okay, so you drove the... Basically, you were on the job before they even got the bus partitions. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you say to yourself, how did we, how did everybody survive on the job in the days back? In the, because it was, see, crime was worse back in the days. It, 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 now it's more like Disneyland, New York, than it, than it compared to back in the days. You, I know you know, Joe. 
So basically, I was just saying this. Yeah, I go look at me. Oh wow! Yeah, I know no, you no, know no, Joe. I know you Joe because he's gonna act young and shit. <laughs> you know so basically, so basically, you say to yourself, "Well, damn, you know, I remember driving a bus with no partition. People talk shit to me, but I let it, I let it roll off. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you you ain't gonna do shit, you know, because basically, you say to yourself, okay, if you know, you defend yourself." You know, and, and, and I remember the, you, you know, people would say, listen, you know, you could defend yourself on the bus. Just don't get off the bus. Okay. And then, of course, like, if as long as you subdue the person, don't be stomping them out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Intentionally stomping them out, you know. But basically, that's what, you know, that's what people are to do. So basically, everybody, and, you know, again, all these guys talking tough, but yet you're crying about bus partitions. So, like, well, yo, you know, what are y'all scared of? Nobody, no, ma- no matter how tough you are, nobody don't want to get into an altercation at their job. No, of course you come not. to work to, you come to work to drive, do whatever your trade is, and go home, right? Nobody it ain't got nothing to do with toughness because nobody want to get spit on. No matter how tough you is, it's gonna be a problem. No matter how soft you is, you soft, you get spit on, you gonna feel a certain type of way. You know what I mean? So it has nothing to do with with being tough. The MTA just got to do a better job at protecting all their employees. That's why we have an assault march to let them know. Maybe we'll go upstairs and somebody need to bring a fake partition or find a partition and say, um, you know, replace the security guard with a partition and you sit behind his desk. See how fast that gets fixed. Yeah, you know, it's it's sad. Like, who comes up with the design of these partitions? It's all cost. It is. You know, the cost outweighs the, you know, the, the cost of, of you, <laughs> whatever happens to you, the, the partitions are probably going to cost more. And that's how, that's the bottom line. That's sick, but that's how things are. I mean, we got we to gotta force them into protecting us because they're just gonna, not going to do it. We can't, we can't uh, rely on their conscience, you know. It's not, not going to work. And then, thing, we got workers called PPO. You go get assaulted and be forced to come back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mentally and physically. <laughs> yeah. 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 But see, that's why, again, it goes back to the union and administration. You know, again, if you know all these things, you have the stats, you, you people are not crazy. Why don't you, th- again, why don't, again, it's all, it's, it goes back to what they used to say in school, cause and effect, okay? Basically, it's just like you said, like, listen, you know, why would you allow them to put workers' comp PPO in there, but yet you people know that assaults, that, pe- that somebody's getting assaulted every 36 hours? Four days, four assaults a week. Exactly. So if you people know this, why would you allow them to put workers' comp PPO in there? What do you think is going to happen when somebody gets assaulted? They're going to have to go out on comp, well, depending upon the severity of the, of the assault. And the thing is, that workers' comp is now part of the 70-30 rule that they reroute uh, when they do the, uh, cash, the sick cash out, where if we don't lower that number by two days, Yep, the whole bargaining okay, unit. But now they got FMLA, workers' comp, and everything else. And last time I looked, nobody goes, to, nobody goes to work to get injured or get assaulted. How's Why FMLA in there, though? It's in there. It's in there. I, it, it's, it's, it says is when that number's all together, it includes FMLA, workers' comp, everything. No, it wasn't everything but FMLA. No. They're going to count it as availability. Yeah, they're going to count it as a part of the 70-30 number. Not not seventy thirty. You're talking about the availability where they want two more days per person per year. Yeah, but the, yeah, but they everything is mentioned but FMLA because F, FMLA is covered by federal law. 
well, they can't deny you the FMLA, but the overall numbers are going to show that you weren't at work, and that's what they're talking about. That's right. That's, that's I didn't exactly see. Th- I didn't see that because I. Well, I, yeah, I mean the effort, right? Because the men concert the same thing when he was here. Basically, FMLA is not in the language, but you already know that it's gonna count. It's just gonna count towards availability. You know, if you bang out FML, if you hit him with FMLA, and you and then your sick time gets used. It's not for the individual we're talking about. We're talking about the overall numbers, and then at to average out. Did the, did the numbers exactly improve correct. or not? Mm-hmm. So FMLA is going to be in there. Everything is in there. Everything is going to be in that seventy thirty number. That's yeah. uh, that's how that's all worked. And you know what? Let's have, why is that even in there? Is that, are they going to use that as a way to say, oh, you know what? Are you now going to have people fighting with people to keep that number, especially those that are going out in the next two year, two or three years? Now they're going to look at everybody else that's injured or assaulted. Oh, why why can't you come back? But why, the reason I think that it's a hoax altogether, because when you do the sick leave cash out or the career cash out, it doesn't say how you use the days. That's not supposed to count. Why? If it's, why that's, not, that's not supposed to count. That's not supposed to count. Anybody that cashes out or buys out, that, that those numbers don't count. Where does it say that at? Yeah, I, I, I actually, I don't know where it says it, but we brought that up at a division meeting, and our reps in car equipment were telling us that that don't count. See, that don't make no sense because if they, 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 they testing this over two years, right? Right. Now, when they look at the prior year and they be like, they not going to be like, well, this group of people cashed out. It's just going to show as they, they took their sick time because when you cash out now, let's say you don't even do the career sick leave cash out. You do the, the, the yearly cash out, the six days, whatever it is. That's going to affect your promotion because it's not going to read. It's not supposed to affect your promotion either <laughs> because we also asked that. Now, this is just word of mouth across a division me- meeting. I haven't seen where they won't let it affect your promotion, but that's what we were told. See, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, I mean, I, would, I, wouldn't test, I wouldn't test it. And if you're trying to get promoted, just don't take yeah, no I, days. I know, I know. Yeah, don't use be no safe. days. Exactly, be safe. Because yeah. how can they tell? Because even in the in the contract now, you could bang out what two days if you got if you ain't take off no days for a whole calendar year. Two, yeah. You take off two days, right? Yeah. You could buy two days. That that hurts your um your your promotion because it's not like it's coded. He bought those days. It's coded as two less days from his sick. If you deduct those two days and it brings you under fifty percent, yeah. Right. They're not going to be pay. like, well, he bought the days. No, you have less than 50. You have, le- yeah, you have yeah. less than a certain so, amount. So, exactly. how does, right. so it affects everything. So, so it oh, affects everything, yeah. Of course it is. Of course, yeah. That, that below that 50%, you're subject to patterns. Now yeah. you're at six days? I mean, come on. You can, yeah, you can blow your promotion on that one. I don't, I don't believe. You guys are right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust that. Yeah, that's what. So. Because it's not, it's not going to be coded. See, the, the MTA was smart. We're going to make the workers pawn in their sick days because wouldn't it make more sense? Look, I'm going out. I'm going to lose half my time anyway. When you cash them in, you're not going to get paid for all of them. You're only going to probably get paid for a quarter of it, really. Right. Why don't I just use the time? But the MTA know that we so cash strapped. We need money. These people will do anything. We give you, we give you the days, but we know that you're so poor and you need the money. You go, we go give you your days back. At a, cheaper price at a cheaper price than what it would cost for them to actually pay you for the day off. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's what this sick leave cash out is all about also. Exactly. It's going to save them a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I just looked at a, a case where, say, the MTA 
pays $77 million a year in sick time? For a company this big, that doesn't sound like a lot. It really doesn't, though. No. And they right, you know, this agency, no, it, do, it doesn't. But we're not, we're not 40,000 office workers either. I mean, you know, you guys, I, I don't work with the public. I mean, what I do could also make me sick, but guys that work with the public, you know, a flu outbreak, you guys are getting it. I mean, it's just a matter of time before somebody breathes on you, asks you a question up front, whatever, you're getting it. The MTA don't never heard of communicable diseases. They don't know what that is. In buses, you're driving a bus, right? You lock up this room full of the flu, and uh-huh. you drive it down the street. <laughs> I mean, you're getting it. But let me tell you what in, in buses what their thing is. And, 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 and Robert, you know this. You're stu- no matter what, all year long, every day, you're supposed to always have that climate control on because you want to know what that thing is. That climate control, what it does is it's, it's, it, it, it's a filter that sucks out the bad air and it's supposed to, and it's supposed to, you know, bring in clean air. So Only twenty two percent. I thought it was thirty percent. I thought it was twenty two. Yeah, it was, unless it's well, on, the, on the trains, it's thirty percent. Oh yeah. On the trains, I thought it was twenty two. That's why I'm thinking. I mean, you were, you would know better than me, but I heard thirty. I heard RCI told me thirty percent. Well, I when I learned air conditioning, by by law, it was supposed to be twenty two percent. It could be more. Yeah. But, but by law, it's supposed to be twenty two. Let's question this: How often do they change the filters? Every inspection, every eight weeks. Allegedly or for real? No, that's the only time I know, unless, unless they want to do a filter change in the middle of the summer. Like, in other words, let's say you go through a heat wave. So <clears throat> air conditioning is running on high all the time, so it's sucking more air through. So what they should do is they should tell RCIs or yard car inspectors to go out there and change the filters in the interim. It hardly ever happens, though. See, what, what, what I used to do is I used, I used to make the recommendation because those filters don't filter everything. So they still let the steel dust go through into the evaporator. The evaporator gets damp. That's how it removes the moisture, right? So the evaporator gets damp, and it's supposed to drip into a pan, and then it, it, yeah. it drips down right onto the roadbed. But in doing so, it also cakes up with steel dust and makes the evaporator ineffective to cool the car. So if, if, if the filter cakes up, then the evaporator cakes up. So my recommendation was always to change the filters in the interim, but they would hardly ever do that. Let me ask you this, Joe, before we get out of here. How do you feel about the um, discovery, possible discovery of lead in some of these subway stations? In the paint or everywhere? Yeah, in the, in the paint. You ain't seen the news article? Yes, yeah, so I, I, I glanced over it, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's always a possibility. I remember we, we nearly shut down the whole line on Livonia, um, Livonia Avenue. What was that uh, uh, from... Charles Barron actually was involved in that, and that was back in 2005, and I was up there. That was on New Lots, and we nearly shut down that whole line running up to New Lots because um, it was uh, was lead-infested, and there were um, uh, children, um, like daycares, you know, like daycare centers under the L, where children were there playing, where the lead paint was like wow. falling down and blowing around in the air and all oh, that. Shit. So there's plenty of lead out there. Believe me when I tell you. I think I'm 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 gonna seriously go for a lead test. I think we all need to. I'm gonna go for a lead test. I know, because uh, what do we do if we if they found that it's lead in the system and we worked around this and some people have lead in a system, do we sue? You also have asbestos in your system. You have mercury in your system. You have everything. Those brake shoes, those composite brake shoes, they're not good for you. Yeah. That steel dust isn't really steel dust. It's brake dust. That's asbestos dust, right? Well, it's all kinds of dust. It's like dead rat dust, too. <laughs> but 
What I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but what 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 in the old days the brake shoes were steel, so you had steel on steel and that's it. Then when they went to composite, it's not really steel dust as much as it is composite dust. That composite dust is worse for you than steel. Now it's amazing. Joe mentioned New Lots Avenue and Livonia Avenue. That's the L train going through Brownsville over there. Uh, and then and then and then here it is. What did Lake say last week on the show about Brownsville? About most of the schools. In all, a lot of the schools in Brownsville got led. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is it about Brownsville, man? No man. money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Only Jamel Block got money. Yeah, so that's crazy, man. Well, damn, we, we ended up having a good show, you know. That was, uh, you know, we... We had a pretty good show, right? I know, for the parts I was awake on. Yeah. I put him asleep. I was fucking, I put no, asleep. I was yeah. fucking tired. I was like, wow, he fell asleep. I I don't think he ever fell asleep before at the show. We yeah, didn't hear I'm him tired. snore, though, so he doesn't have apnea. He doesn't I, have apnea. <laughs> right? yeah, 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 yeah. I hope the transit authority listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Joe and, well, Robert, most of all, you know, say your final words. This is what we do at Progressive Action. Say your final word that you want the people to, uh, you know, absorb. I think you need to, the membership needs to wake up and say, you know what, enough, enough, and it's time to start holding our leaders accountable all the way up and down the line, because you know what, we're the ones, we're the frontline workers, okay, and we just need to learn. We need to get up there and say, and hold them accountable. All those from TA Surface and Map Stower and all, you know what, ask them questions about this consolidation, because it's going to affect you. Ask your, ask your questions about the sick leave cash out and, and the OTO, and see if your union reps know what they're talking about because you know what there's still a lot of misinformation up there it's just, it's just bad it just really is we just need to get up and show leadership and guess what ask our leaders what's going on here you know what you represent me i don't represent you okay yeah um joe way to go robert that's 100 percent agree with that Guys, I want to leave it with this, and I want to shout out to a couple of people. We're talking about the governance of our union and, and representation, right, and, and, and caring about more about us than, than themselves. We're going to bring that fight to Las Vegas in September. Um, I'm challenging John Samuelson for the international presidency, if anything else, just to teach this union how to uh, go out there and fight for itself and teach people to fight for itself, not only in the local level down here, but in the international level. And two people I want to thank. I want to thank Linda Dill from Local 567, who's been a, 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 a major inspiration to me to, to carry on. And I want to, I want to, um, uh, my, my, my partner in crime on the international level, I want to mention Angela Cassie, who will be the first person running for the executive vice presidency of uh, the TWU, uh, along with me. Um, she's the recording secretary from Local 555 Southwest Airlines. So I want to, I want to reach out to them and I want to, Thank them for everything they're doing so far. Shout out Jenna too. She, she, I see her. Oh, Gina, uh, she's yeah. Gina, Gina's great. Um, five, five, six. I, I never got a chance to mention their thing. Um, if you got a minute, she, they, they have a, a recall going against their leadership, and um, they have almost nine thousand signatures. They were they were local of about fourteen thousand, thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand uh, members. Flight attendants out of Southwest Airlines. And um, the international just did another save-ass move and put it back to the local. In other words, they have the local deciding whether they should be recalled or not. That's like asking a cop whether he should arrest himself or not. But um, we still reach out to uh, Gina and everybody out there in Southwest. 
um, Angela Cassie from 555 Under the Wing, Gina Jackson and her crew from uh, 556 Over the Wing, Southwest Airlines. Um, big shout out from New York City. That's what's up. All right. Listen, our Twitter is very active. We need y'all to follow the Twitter. Progressive Act ACT. Instagram, Progressive Action. SoundCloud, Progressive Action. Facebook group, Progressive Action. Once again, RIP to Jacqueline Dix. We love you. Um, that's our fallen conductor. Um, and that's all I got to say. Uh, I just got, just want to say something real quick. I just want to say that, uh, you know, every week now, you know, we've been doing the shows now for almost a year and a half. And basically, you know, I just want the membership to when they listen to these shows, you know, basically try to, you know, listen to the content and try to absorb it and comprehend it as much as possible. Okay. Uh, you know, basically we have people here that, you know, that are good teachers. You know, we got Joe, we got a whole assortment of people, you know, people still tell me that they, you know, that they listen to the Roger and Steve Down show or whatever. So basically what I want everybody to do is just take all of this information and, and, and listen to it and comprehend it. Okay. Don't just, you know, listen to it or don't just blow it off. That's all I got to say. All right. We catch y'all next week after oh, the assault rally, not next week. May 18th, the Assault Rally. Let's get it. We catch y'all later. Peace. Have a good one, everybody. Good night, all. Good night, all.